Welcome to the Stress Nanny Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Miller, and I'm delighted that you're here. Today is an Ask the Stress Nanny episode, and our question comes from Joan in South Africa. She says, can mindfulness help me with boundaries? The answer to that is 100% for sure. One of the things that I learned pretty early in adulthood was that I didn't have a lot of skill when it came to setting boundaries, and I frequently ran myself ragged or overcommitted. It's something that I still fall into the pattern of sometimes, especially when I'm stressed. Um, I tend to revert back to old behaviors when I'm stressed. And so boundaries is something that I have explored and continue to explore, So I'd love to share a few tips today to help you consider boundaries, maybe from a different angle, and then to help you see the ways that a mindfulness practice can support your implementation, creation, and response to the boundaries that you set. So I like to use the phrase boundaried compassion when I think of boundaries. It's important to recognize that the boundary itself is meant to serve all parties, right? It's a way for us to let our generosity, our goodwill, our kindness flow to others sustainably. So if we just like let compassion free flow out of us, we frequently find ourselves at our wits end, just completely overwhelmed, and we get resentful and kind of angry. If we can boundary our compassion and offer it up sustainably, we're able to share more in the long run, and we're also able to do it in a way that honors and reflects our values and our abilities. When we really tune into what's practical and realistic for us, it can give us a whole lot of help in creating actions that are going to serve us long-term and serve others. So I wanted to share a quick definition by Stuart Malkin. I really love this. He says, boundaries are what an individual thinks, feels, or does to protect, contain, or be in integrity with their physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual spaces. Healthy boundaries allow you to engage the world in a way that is open to connecting with others and paradoxically protective of self. Overly rigid boundaries may prevent you from feeling close to people or cutting off opportunities to connect. And overly permeable boundaries may result in feeling at the mercy of others' needs and others' influence. A boundary crossing is when a situation arises, which is frequent in relationships with others, where one person's safety or integrity was actually or perceived to be threatened. So I'll link to that in the show notes. He has a really great article where he explores that in greater depth. After reading that, I already feel a little better about boundaries. Um, I just love how he describes them as, again, this way of connecting. And it's an openness, really. But it's an openness that doesn't leave us completely vulnerable. And so as we work on this idea of boundaries today, I invite you to just kind of use that as your working definition, that definition that he shared. Now, when it comes to mindfulness, mindfulness can really serve us when it comes to identifying our boundaries. 
frequently for me, I come into contact with a boundary when I cross it or when someone else crosses it. (laughs) So a lot of times I'm not aware of my boundaries until they've been crossed and I have a sensation either in my gut that's telling me, whoa, 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 or, you know, I'm feeling really frustrated emotionally or resentful. Those are triggers for me that I like to recognize that there's been a boundary that's been crossed. And frequently, I don't even know what it was. So what mindfulness does is gives us the space to explore, right? When we can kind of still our mind chatter, we can really dive into those sensations, feelings, and emotions and allow ourselves to understand what just happened Um, in those moments that intuition that we can gain from mindfulness and meditation also serves us really well because we start to tune into our inner landscape with a little bit more clarity when we meditate or practice mindfulness and we know like the common emotions and the common stories that we tell ourselves we can identify the new things that pop up or the novel realizations when like a boundary has been crossed. So for example, I used to get frustrated really easily all the time. Like I would get frustrated at the smallest things in our household or that my husband did or just with life in general. I was just constantly edgy. And so for me at those times, it was really hard to tell when a boundary had been crossed because I was already just like feisty as a matter of course. But when I started to practice mindfulness and got a little more mellow, when I did get frustrated or angry, it really like spoke to me, right? I knew something was up and that I should pay attention to that. Whereas before anger was just kind of my MO often. And so it wasn't a signal to me for anything. So mindfulness practice allows us to let the emotions that are like just simmering on the surface, just kind of let them settle so that anything that's bubbling up from a little bit deeper gets the attention that it needs and deserves. Um, One of the things that you can do when you notice those sensations, feelings that a boundary has been crossed, is that you can use mindfulness to then respond. So again, another example, like frustration, if I'm just responding with sarcasm or anger, uh, as a matter of course, then like it's it's not going to maybe have the impact that a conversation would. So when I have a boundary that's been crossed and I need to have a conversation, my ability to work with my emotions instead of kind of letting them splatter out in every direction allows me to really like channel the conversation into a productive direction, identify what the need is that I have, have a conversation around what the other person's need is, what my need is, and how we can maybe come to some sort of agreement or consensus around what can, you know, be be a good solution for both parties. The thing about boundaries too is that unless we communicate them, others don't really know, you know, if they've crossed the line for us. Not all of us have the same boundaries. And so mindful communication around boundaries can be really helpful because it just allows us to have an evenness in our words that doesn't make it combative. It doesn't make it reactive. It's just like, hey, look, can we problem solve this? Here's what I need. This is what you're asking me for. Is there a way we can make this work? Um, One example I had this week actually was we were facilitating a coat drive, a neighbor and I, and um, there was some back and forth around timing and what, what we could do and what they could do in terms of getting us information and us making deliveries. And I got to the point where I was super frustrated 
And I took note of that because that's not a normal state for me. And I tried to understand what just happened. What do I need to ask for? Um, and I was, my tendency was to just like get angry and make something another person's fault or try to, you know, place blame. And really, I know myself well enough now to know that when that happens, it's usually because I need something that I'm not communicating. And so I started to kind of think through it. There's another article that I'll quote uh, that I found as I was researching this podcast. And the two phrases they use are really, really great for providing clarity for this kind of conversation. It says, what needs to be protected and what needs to be restored? So when a boundary is crossed, those are two great questions. This week, I ended up asking myself a version of those questions, just in terms of what what do you need in this situation, Lindsay? What is going on that isn't working for you? And I realized it was the fact that something was going to be drawn out long after I had you know had a commitment to it, and I needed it to end sooner. And so instead of just getting righteous indignation, angry over what was going on, I said, I'm not able to, you know, complete this assignment that far in the future. If we can wrap it up this week, that would be preferable in order for me to do that. I need the information by this day and time. Um, the other party came back and said, no problem. Here it is. And so what, what had been a back and forth where I had been like trying to be really gentle and even keel like oh whenever you can give me the info or just trying to adapt and be flexible about when they could do the get me the info um turned into this moment where I was feeling resentful because I wasn't sticking up for what I needed without mindfulness it would have been really challenging for me to discern all of that in the matter of a few minutes in order to respond and so when a boundary has been crossed mindfulness allows us the space to explore and then the words to use to make a reconciliation or problem solve our way forward in a way that we can still maintain the connection and also have our needs met. One of the things that can be striking about this when you're learning to cultivate boundaries is this idea of contention and tension and friction in relationships. A lot of times if we're pleasers, and I fall into that category so frequently, um, we, we have a tendency to try to intuit or just, just be flexible and shape shift change adapt to adjust to the needs of the other people around us and again frequently they're not actually asking us to do that we're just doing that intuitively or because we think that's what's expected and so when we come to this realization in a space where we can start to communicate it allows us mindfulness allows us to really deepen our understanding of what's going on for us and then have the words to share that understanding with the people that we're involved with. And so a lot of times, mindfulness just looks like using your voice, like allowing what's kind of welling up in you to come out instead of just saying, oh, it's okay, no problem, I'll take care of it. And so again, this little bit of space wherein we choose our response intentionally is what mindfulness affords us. And so that can really come in handy in instances where we're learning to set boundaries and we're learning to discern, you know, when we're kind of triggered because the boundary's been crossed or when we need to take action. One of the things that was helpful to me when I first started practicing boundaries before I had a strong mindfulness practice was to just say, let me get back to you on that. I didn't have the inner 
wisdom or intuition to understand what I needed with very much speed. So usually I could kind of tell or sense in my body that something was off and like, ah, this doesn't feel quite right to me. Like a pit in, you know, like in your stomach or just like a clenching in your chest. Mindfulness can help you, you know, notice those bodily sensations that are your triggers. Like your body is telling you, we cannot do this and your brain needs to listen, right? But until you get to that space in your mindfulness practice, you can always just use the phrase, let me get back to you on that. I need to think about it. I need to check my schedule, get back to you. And that can give you the space of exploration until you have, you know, a deeper practice where that kind of information is readily accessible to you and you can convey it with relative ease. So I think one of the key things too that this kind of is an overarching principle for this discussion is this idea of values and being in integrity with your values. There are a number of reasons why you might want to do something for someone else or, you know, go out on a limb or extend beyond what you're able. And there's kind of a price that we pay when we don't live in accordance with our values. There's another article I'll link to the podcast that I really love that talks about this idea of really using mindfulness to tune into the things that are important to you because those are the spaces where your boundaries are going to be the most important. The opportunities to identify when and how you want to spend your time and energy those are afforded you by mindfulness and then the the space to discern whether or not you're actually using your time and energy in those ways are is also afforded by mindfulness and so this article by Laura Schneck I'll also include and it's such a great perspective on using your inner wisdom to set to set your boundaries and to really tune in to what is important to you and why, you know, why things trigger you, why there needs to be a boundary in a certain place. And I think the exploration of all of those things is kind of key to our growth as individuals because as we get more clarity on our values, as we get more clarity on our life's work, our purpose, and as we get really deeply seated into that inner wisdom and intuition, we can really start to act with conviction and integrity. We can discern what are the instances and times when maybe we can stretch or want to stretch or need to stretch. And then we can be really clear on which are the times that we do not need or want to stretch. And so giving ourselves the space to explore that is is such a gift. And in the practice of mindfulness too, the the speech that we are able to use and cultivate is something that can help smooth the moments when our boundaries have been crossed. And I touched on this earlier, but just to reiterate, the deeper we go into our mindfulness practice, the more we're able to use language that's not violent. As in, it doesn't trigger other people and it doesn't trigger us and it really just gets the job done and uh, allows us to communicate the thing that we need in a way that doesn't promote reaction in either party. And so really deepening our practice continues to yield results when it comes to boundaries because not only do we refine our understanding of ourselves and our own boundaries, but we also cultivate this mindful speech, which is an aspect of mindfulness that comes 
usually later, later, later in the practice because it's one of the more challenging ones to cultivate. But that that skill or ability to use mindful speech can really be a boon to understanding and then enforcing or honoring our boundaries. The topic of boundaries is something we're going to explore next year in depth in my mindful wellness class. We're going to look at these different ways that mindfulness can help us to cultivate boundaries and then to communicate them. So if that's something you're interested in, please reach out and I can get you more details on how to join us. So I hope that was helpful and that it gives you a few tools or considerations as you deepen your mindfulness practice or start one to help you cultivate boundaries that are healthy and that are compassionate toward you and toward others. Until next time. Bye.